0: Peace, what's going on? I'm JRD. And I'm G. You now tuned into the Poor Life Podcast. Hosted by none other than nuance. nuance. Nuance, 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 man. Pretty, pretty, pretty good stuff going on. Yeah, man. With Poor Life and Nuance and Gold Soul and the family. Tell them what's going on, brother. So, Poor Life Academy has been offered the opportunity to teach poetry to children between the ages of 5 and 17 for eight weeks at Bus Boys in Tacoma, Maryland. Yes, yes. And I'm happy to be one of the teachers to teach the 13 to 17-year-old group. Yes. That's what's up, That's man.
1: What's up, bro. We also have Lucky,
0: Lucky. as well as a poet named Epiphany. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with her, but she's a phenomenal poet. Man. And she and they're teaching a 5 to 11, and then 12 to 13, well, 5 to... was well, the 5 to 10? And then 10 to 13, respectfully? Yeah. So, was, needless to say... Poor life
1: is making moves. So that uh that list that they just he just ran off of poets, some warriors, man. Some word warriors. And I'm excited just to see how that thing's gonna build. I'm mm-hmm. excited to mm-hmm. see how, you know, the young minds is gonna be turning. Mm-hmm. And I'm also excited to see how that's gonna do for y'all art too. Yeah, it's gonna strengthen your because, you know iron sharp iron, you know.
0: I was thinking about it on the way up here and I remember seeing a video that a lot people post and the Christopher posts about just the progress they're making and how the students are yeah. reacting to um, the courses and the classes and everything like that, and it's inspiring to see. So I know, like, like you know, when I get a chance, definitely gonna be a, an experience for myself. So I'm, I'm all in. I'm excited. I'm thankful. This is an opportunity right here to be yeah, teaching at Bus Boys and Poets. you know yeah, Every Saturday. So if you would like to get your child involved, I'm gonna go to Poalife.com and you can find Poalife Academy and you can find all the information as far as payment, as far as arranging as far as a uh, itinerary and agenda and also a field trip into the candy centre. Um, first of kind I would say. Mm. A real big place. I wanted to see Yarseen Bay, um, last New Year's. I was like, third, lost your mind. Third row from the front. <laughs> I was in a video mind. of it last night, I feel a third row from the front and I felt like I was like right there. Pretty much in the front row. But um that's never yeah. here. Candy center with food mm-hmm. trip in there, man. feels good. Um I also wanna give a quick shout out to uh, the guys in Baltimore uh was flow yeah the flow
1: foundation flow foundation yeah man yeah, we had the Baltimore Homeless Fest an amazing like we we were honored to be a part of this festival man for the homeless people of uh, the city of Baltimore but it wasn't just for the homeless people it was for mm-hmm. you know for the children mm-hmm. it was a chance for you know the community to really show their colors and what they do from as far as like the religious standpoint sports we had people who had who had fresh produce out there they had the book bag drive they like the kitty play center yeah you know face painting, and haircuts i saw i saw a lot man a lot of vendors a lot of people from for like the medical field just really sinking their teeth into wanting to do more for their community and it was we had young Miles out there, mm-hmm. you know, just, it was a beautiful place to be for us. Now, I think that was something that really was, like, sitting real profound in me, you know? I yeah, was, I was just, You know how you just sit back and you just observe? Yeah. And then you just see the art and people. Like, when, uh, one of my favorite moments, right, if we could just go back to that moment, was when, uh, it was like a... A youth girls uh, dance team from a local church. It started raining a little bit, but they wasn't worried about mm-hmm. none of that. You know, they was out there rocking and just it, it looked like almost like a movie, almost, and you kind of right. saw it in slow motion.
0: It was dope. The sun actually came out.
1: The sun came out after they uh, started dancing. So key, they
0: brought the sun back out. For low key, the sun back out. When mm-hmm. you think about uh, what um just me was speaking of. Our last episode that we had yeah. um, and we're going to post all the information about just the episode um, tonight tomorrow you all you'll, you'll see on Instagram Facebook real soon yeah. but just me was speaking about community and he wanted to open up with that topic and it kind of kind of like carried out through the whole conversation in some way or form or another and he spoke about community and uh, being inclusive and having people kind of come in from different groups and backgrounds different walks of life and coming together and making some kind of event or a place the place to be, instead of it being like, okay, we're here, you're there, and we're all missing out on this connection, so when we had the Baltimore Homeless Festival, it was definitely that experience of community, because as you were saying, there was so many different opportunities and vendors and things going on, and it wasn't just for the homeless, it was for the community, yeah, and you actually seen them, people came together, um, so it definitely made me think about, we need more events like that, especially when it comes to poetry. I think like if we can get all that stuff together. It can be something going on. Like, There's people that write books, that make movies, that do all kind of things within art that we know of yeah, we can come together. Yeah, so cool.
1: shout out to uh, my brother uh, from Bowie State University, Delano Johnson yes, and his whole team shout for having Johnson. us out there. Shout out to Tariq, uh, another brother not that you will see soon, hopefully, on the Poor Life Podcast. Great poet, great author, great person. Be delight. You know, um, that brings me to you know today's topic. Right? All right, go ahead. Let's talk. Let's talk about that, man. Humble beginnings. Humble beginnings. Okay. Humble beginnings. You know, one of the things that just reminded me of just why we do what we do mm-hmm. was Baltimore. Okay. You know, when we got there, the was just like, yeah, man, because y'all, you know, y'all big time, y'all. You know what I'm saying? We gotta make sure, you know, everything is right. Y'all mics is ready. Sound check. This and the third. And mean, you looking at each other like. We we just regular, right? like, <laughs> we here, yeah, like yeah, we yeah. It, man. What you uh, what you need us to do? You need us to help with right. something, set up something, right? Because I, I don't think people realize, like you know, yeah, we we're, we're growing in this art, but at the same time, we're still at the beginning. Yeah, I feel I will always have a beginner's mindset because I want to learn so much. You know, I want my art to speak for itself, but mm. that humble beginnings of being in that moment and, and molding. that that present of molding you know what I mean because you you get to I feel like those more the meaningful performances Mm -hmm. like the festival Mm -hmm. or anything you do for the community or if someone asks us to speak at a school or something that requires no payment humble beginnings like will you still go out there and give 110% for those who don't have it to give you Mm -hmm. to pay you know or do you feel like There's a sense of, oh, well, I was doing these type shows last year. Why should I be doing these now? You know, there's some people who may think like that. Mm I don't think we do, specifically because of, you know, the stock that we come from. And how much passion that we developed and we put into this thing, which led us to be on this podcast. Yeah. How do you feel about humble beginnings?
0: Okay. So I don't feel like you can't lose the common touch. Um, If I can quote. If oh, wow. <laughs> you can't lose a common touch. Um, no matter how high you get, and I think it's a testament to just your humility yeah. and how infectious that can be, and how um how much you're willing to just you know get your hand dirty still, even if you feel like you've been experiencing the game or whatever for so many years, so many opportunities you have but you're still able to come in and be like, hey, you still need help with this, or how can I help? And that take away because again, I don't see myself as you know no celebrity like that, but, you know what I mean, where some people may see us and be like, okay, oh, y'all are nuanced. y'all do poetry, oh, that's, that's he, got words, that's G, he does poetry, he, he can sing, and th- they may place you on a certain level, but in your mind, you're like, well, I'm still a regular guy. And I think that humility just keeps us balanced so that we can still be effective and still be able to reach, have, have that broad reach that we have. Right, so it's almost like
1: you have your anchor in your beginning. Mm-hmm. But you're, you know, you're reaching towards that thing, that, that stage and that status that you want, that you long right, for. Right, right. But you can't forget about your anchor. Right. Because the moment you get lost in chasing that status, you lose your foundation. You, you, I feel like you lose your mm-hmm. stability even. It's kind of like when people leave home to go and do whatever they do in life. mm mm-hmm. Then you go back home and you hear that somebody be like, oh, you big time now, you done... You forgot about us little people you forgot where you come mm. from, you know, I would never Want to get that way Me personally like I would want to take Where I'm from how I was raised and what brought me to Where I'm at along with me, mm-hmm. you know everything and everybody can't come of course, but the key values and and those those important lessons that you learned along the way yeah. should always stick with you so for me like the beginning stages in humble beginnings looks like a kid and uh, with, his, with his notepad and his pen you know never losing sight of always being that kid who always has his notepad and his pen mm-hmm. you know as your words evolving and you learn you know how to speak better and how to you know dive into different subjects Always keep that kid with the notepad and the pen because that's what that's what you fell in love with. It, yeah. You know? if for me, I'm just speaking yeah. for myself. You know. So I don't know how it looked for you, but you know that's that humble mindset. I always know that there is somebody out there who is further along in this art than mm-hmm. you, and there's somebody out there who's you know right on your heels. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like uh, one of my uh, favorite athletes, uh, LeBron James. He always competes, even if he knows that the game is over. Or even if he knows, like, and it's not just in the game of basketball; it's in life. Right. You know, he just opened up a school for underprivileged kids back in his hometown, the first of his kind. Mm-hmm. You and know? they all get tuition. And they all get tuition to the University of Akron once they graduate. Really? You know what I mean? Like, if that don't say or speak volumes of you know humble beginnings Mm. he has his anchor back home the man all the way out in LA now and still doing things like that back in his hometown what who's to say we can't do something like that you know who's to say you know like wow beautiful beautiful man so a couple points Mm -hmm. a couple points I want to kind of switch uh switch seats Uh, Mentally for you so going against comparing your art to others, right? That's a uh, that's one thing that I that came to mind when it when we speak on humble beginnings and being humble and humbling your art and I feel like some people get lost in the art meaning that We do the same thing so when I see you and you gain uh, For the sake of our generation you gain followers Mm -hmm. on social media and I see you being able to meet different people Mm -hmm. and go to different venues and do all this. And we started out around the same time. Yeah. That jealousy can start to form a little Mm -hmm. bit. You know, you you try to, I try to compete with your pen, And then it almost is like I'm trying to sound like you Mm. or do and walk in, in, in the path that you walk. But your shoes ain't my shoes. Right. You know what I mean? So. What does that look like to you when you start to, when, or when you see people start to, compare their art to others?
0: Um, I'll, I'll start here and I bring it to the second part of the question. The first part I actually experienced it myself. Okay. Um, when I first started, it was a good brother who, uh, you know, we grew up together and we both started doing poetry. Um, you know, around the same time uh, we grew up together and everything like that. So when I left to go to school, I would come back and uh, you know, seeing that he was doing more poetry, doing more shows, doing more this, doing more that. Gotcha. I'm like, oh it's not my up with this man, that's what's up. And I was doing my humble thing at Eastern Shore. Um, so, And then I finally graduated and came back. And I was like, well, I don't really have no following. I was back home. I don't have no place to go for real, for real. I'm actually fresh. And I seen this good brother. He was out here doing his thing, making moves, traveling, meeting people, and yeah. all this kind of stuff. So initially, initially I kind of thought like, man, that could, you know, why is that not me? And uh, before I got to the point where I was thinking like, man, I'm trying to be like him, or uh, I don't like what he's doing, or before I got to the point where it turned negative, I had to keep myself in a place where look, man, I got my own path to walk, yeah, I got my own my own shoes to fill. Um, so was leading me to the second point, and I kind of see pieces of that now, like you know certain things, or mm-hmm. it, it may not be like a. I'm trying to be like you in the sense where I'm going to see my poems like you, okay. but maybe like a certain style or a certain cadence or a certain um, phrase or a certain, you know, just small things, which I think people catch on just being around each other. But more so, um, I, I think I pick up on it now because I've seen a lot of poetry now, okay. you know what I mean? So I think yeah. it's a lot like easier to pick up on those things. So a humble beginning is what keeps me humble, really, if that's what answers your question. What keeps me humble is just knowing that, again, I got my own path to walk. And even if I do somebody around me who's succeeding, and we're in the same class, or there can be a class ahead of me or whatever, it's still like, in the day, I have my own path. I got my own family to feed. I got my own bills to pay. So, and, uh, you know, me trying to be like, you is going to get me there. It's going to make me feel like I'm less my own self, you know what I mean? So,
1: yeah. And then, like, another thing, because, wait, before I say that, mm-hmm. did, it, did you come to that realization quick? That you have your own path because sometimes that takes people a long time to really establish that mindset.
0: Like, listen, I can't really. Try yeah, to, yeah, you know. yeah. The thing about it, it was like it was like um, always new because that that's that's, that, that's how everything was established. Always new was more so just seeing that. Of course, you see it and it doesn't always sit well. Right. So it's kind of like it doesn't sit well. You're thinking about it all the time. You're thinking about it every now and again, and now you're not thinking about it at all. But at the same time, you know. In the back of your mind you got your own path to walk but it's still just seeing it and hearing it and people asking hey you know so-and-so yeah he's doing his thing okay you're like, but I you know <laughs> say, what what it mean? me you know I me mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean? so so, I, so yeah, i've been there before yeah, yeah, i've yeah. been there, definitely been there before but i'm glad that i'm glad that i wasn't um caught up in that trap to make it a negative thing and make it a beef or a big jealousy and envious I show up you know what i mean I more that. so like hey man i see you man i wish it was me but mm-hmm. i know i got my time you know, so, I think that, you know, for me,
1: it kind of took me a while to get to that. Mm-hmm. Get to that maturity of not comparing and not, you know, feeling that what about me, what about me. I stopped asking that. I mean, I think around the time we started doing shows as new ones, mm-hmm. maybe what, like last year, I stopped doing that because it was just like, my voice is mine. Right. The way I write and what I write about and how I choose to, you know, use my words is different from Jay D, is, mm-hmm. is different from Orville, it's different from J Speaks, it's different from everybody I've studied. You know, I, I can't afford to do the whole compare and contrast because that's going to really deter my lane. Right. You know, I can't stay back where I was, mm-hmm. but I can't try to go forth and be you. Right. You know, and try to follow in your footsteps because that's just not me. And then you're not you're not me. Mm-hmm. You can't tell the story how I want to tell it. Right. You know, you can't right. grow how I need to grow in my art and just in general. Mm-hmm. I needed to do that and just churn away at that. And then what you know, me and Kristoff talking about earlier is just having those sharp individuals around you, no matter if they're in the art or not, to keep you on your toes. To be like, hey man, you know, what, what, when's the next show or when? Like, what you've been writing lately? Mm-hmm. What you've been writing? You know what I'm saying? And just you see them chase theirs, yeah, it makes you want to chase yours even more. Cause like everybody has their lane occupied, and you feel as though that you may be stagnant at one point in time. Mm-hmm. Like, nah, I can do that, man. I got my brother over here. He doing his thing, he doing that thing, and it's not competition. It's encouragement. Yeah, it's that. It's that push. It's that, man. Hey over here. It takes a man to the all stuff those that. Mm-hmm. So I can't sit here and be. Soft. I can't be jealous of your path. That's right. your path. Right. You know what I mean? I can't be jealous of you know the crowd giving you more oohs and eyes and throwing pins at your feet. And then I get up there, they be like crickets or a little golf clap or something. Everybody started out. Everybody had a golf clap or a cricket moment when they started out yeah or even now like some people just may not get it that day that's okay yeah don't give you a reason to put down your pen so like that brings me to my next my next section questions. remember why is the second right so why'd you start why do you still do
0: it and do you ever feel undervalued okay so why'd I start I started Performing poetry because I felt like I had something to say that was unique in a sense that um, It needed a stage to be said Like uh, because I knew either I was gonna be a preacher or a poet or a teacher yeah. one, I one of them. Gotcha. Um, so, you know, growing up always had that kind of mindset and Poetry kind of came a little more natural uh, Because like again, I wasn't trying to be caught up in a stereotype of being a preacher or a pastor or like that. Um, And then I had my own questions that I was trying to deal with at the time. So, poetry came a little more like with the next natural step because I was still speaking in front of people, I was still giving a message. So I think really it was like, I felt like I had a message, man. I felt like I had a message and a purpose when it came to being on the stage or just writing and, you know, certain things like that. And um, the reason why I'm still doing it is because I I feel like the message that I have is still relevant. The message that I have is still important. Mm -hmm. The message that I have is still empowering today. And they can still be used and um so i want to make it as accessible as possible um and so do i ever, ever feel undervalued yeah yeah like i said speaking back to what the previous question you asked me in those moments of insecurity i definitely felt like i was undervalued i kind of felt like uh, i was in a place where i had the talent i had the talent i had the ambition but maybe i didn't have the network maybe i didn't have the, mm. the know-how i didn't have the, the understanding yet you know so so those things kind of made me feel a little insecure when I seen my fellow man shining. And I did stand and cheer for them, you know what I mean? But when I got back home, it was kind of like, man, I wish it was me. Not even hating on the man. Like, I, I yeah. kind of think that there's a difference between the feeling I'm trying to describe and the negative uh, perception or connotation that I may convey. You know what, I mean? what I'm saying is when I had the moments where I felt like, man, why couldn't it be me? It wasn't like, oh, man, I don't like him or whatever. It wasn't like a beef thing or yeah. forget it. It was more so like, you know, hey, you know what I mean? Down on yourself. What like? do I got? Yeah, down on yourself. Like, more so yeah, hard on yeah, yourself. I see that. There you go. Hard on yourself. So uh, I had to deal with that for a little bit of time, man. So yeah, I had for undervalued before. And being, being, it, me, <clears throat> feeling undervalued. It sucks, man. (laughs) It sucks, especially if you don't have an answer. You you lost your thoughts and your feelings. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been there. before man. You
1: said something uh, just now, and it was like uh, very little. But can you speak on like the importance of networking or having that network? Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: So I go back to what just me said the last episode. He said having that team Hmm. and having that team around you. Uh for example we are affiliated with Poor Life now. So we have, have a network that Poor Life is connected to. We also are uh, affiliate have the same access to the network um with you know with, with a certain thing whatever. So yeah. when it comes to that, that's an example of having a network, having that team. Also, you again you say having those people around you that can, you know, talk to you about some stuff, that can encourage and lift you up or the ones that support your work, hey you been writing, or hey what's going on, when's your next show? Yeah. And that is also good too, having that team, and I think we, you know, that's, that's that's one thing we talk about a lot on the show, just having that team because I think we need to press that issue more and more. If you have the team around you, you have the right minds around you, you have the right network that you can tap into. there's no question what you can do, no limit to what you can really do. Um, I think just having that network just opens your, opens the possibilities that can be afforded to you, and having that team just um, creates a better connection. And a better bond that you can use to grow for yourself. Agreed. Agreed. Agreed.
1: Yeah, man. Say for me, uh, why did I start? I start because I started. Excuse me, because um, I felt as though this was my my alleyway to finding myself, mm-hmm. to finding something that I can be confident in outside of like sports and right. stuff like that. Because yeah. I mean, it wasn't really else. Nothing else really, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For me, it was like, I always loved words and poetry and how, like, you know, and I was a sappy little kid too, man. I I had sisters, so -hmm. so shoot me, you know? They watched the uh, Love and Basketball, Brown Sugar, you know, you had your uh, your old 90s uh, movies that was real poetic Mm -hmm. in a way, you know? Love Jones to this day is probably one of my favorite movies. You know just simply because of the storyline not mm-hmm. necessarily because it was like around poetry but for what it was book of proverbs i'm reading that through the uh, month of august mm-hmm. it's all poetry for me and it's just like it's quotables and bars in there i'm like whew, circling and highlighting mm-hmm. so that i started because like words to me matter mm-hmm. yeah so you know a, a young kid who quiet and didn't really have like a a voice that people wanted to listen to at the time it gave me a platform why do I still do it it still gives me that platform Mm -hmm. now more than ever because there's a lot of people that I can help and I can help myself by helping others you know Uh, a lot of people who may have gone through what I went through before or may have you know something on their mind but may not be able to speak on it as you know as well as I can now Mm-hmm. Because I can sit there and just dissect that you know when people ask us to write stuff for them Excuse me or if we're sitting there and we're just in the atmosphere where we Are just exposed to something so real that we have to write about it. hmm It's amazing and my why is for that reason because you like and I, I said this I think on the very first episode man the best compensation for me is when people come up to us after the show like man thank you so much yeah. for you know yeah, what you said you it really helped me you know what I'm saying I really needed to hear that or even when I did the why do I love black Women challenge mm-hmm. you know it got a lot of streams and a lot of shares that was actually media. hit that that was like and what would, would that be considered a viral uh, I, I guess you know maybe I don't know how many views it's up to now but I just spoke my truth uh-huh. and a lot of people you know agreed with it a lot of people supported it and just felt you know right along with it and then do I feel under uh undervalued sometimes yeah I could say I do just simply because people in different avenues different audiences want to hear different Okay. You know, I'll go that route. Mm-hmm. Different audiences want to hear those punchlines, those bars. They don't want to necessarily hear the storyline. Like when we did the storytellers one at uh, Smith public Trust. That, that that was that was when We one, gotta yeah. bring that back. We gotta bring that. Yeah, back. yeah, yeah. We gonna yeah, practice yeah, that and bring yeah, that to yeah, y'all, yeah. man. But yeah. we have a, a piece called Storytellers, and yeah. it's just us really dissecting and speaking. Mm-hmm. You know, versus like the and how we yeah. did usually, but... That was different. It was different, but it was, it was different. good different. It, it, it you know, it challenged different. us to really write different and then a lot of people may didn't understand it because mm-hmm. they're used to us being one way. Mm-hmm. So, like, the undervalued part feels like, you know, when we have books and we are... We exist in a generation that tends to not want to read or, or their attention span is gone after mm-hmm. 30 seconds you know we see instagram and social media and this is like everything is good up to maybe a minute if it's entertaining enough to, for them to not scroll past it so you get the, you you can feel undervalued when it's stuff like that and and it's it challenges you to really be humble really be humble and really you know to continue to pursue your art to continue to go hard to continue to love what you do and be confident, be so confident that, you know, even when it's the times where you feel like you want to just put down your pen yeah. and walk away,
0: you can't because it's a part of you. Those times you got to pick it up. It's like feel like, you know, feel like going to the gym. It's yeah, the best time man. Work. What? What? That's a
1: whole different conversation. That's a whole different conversation. And then just, man, your why is so important, people. hmm If you cling on to that, no matter what season of your art or what season of your life that you may be in right now, remember why you're here. You know why you do what you do. And if anything tries to throw you off track of your why, man, just go back to your humble beginnings, man. Why'd you start? Ask yourself those questions. Why did you start? Why do you still do it? Do you feel under you know undervalued? Yeah. And move forward, man. and that just draws back into, you know, the bounce back of when well, you feel like you lost that passion, right? hmm So, Brother J Roddy, mm-hmm. has there ever been a time in your artistic role where you felt as though you lost your passion? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And this goes past the writer's block and like you just lose mental capacity to just create. You you know, you just lost
0: your passion. I actually wrote a poem, but um, I don't have. I'm trying to find my phone. I can't find it. Probably my old phone. But basically, it was a time when I, I was, I was, I didn't want to be a poet anymore because everywhere, I kind of felt like there was so many open mics. The game was so saturated. Everybody was, <laughs> they were poet and, poetists and the poetess and the poet prophet and all these different names. Oh, I'm like no, okay, something the poet and. It's somebody to poet? and i kind of feeling like the same again. I was still struck with insecurities about certain things, yeah, and still feeling like, why not me? And you know, there's a lot of things going on during the time, so I wrote a poem. But uh, at times, I don't want to be a poet, yeah, man. I love spoken word, but every time I look, it's never a bent for it. And that was the intro to the poem, you know, that's kind of like all I had, but uh, but <laughs> but for the most part, man, definitely, definitely felt. That passion lacking, you, bro. dwindling, and, and falling short. And and it wasn't even because I I, I just didn't want to do it no more. It was just, <laughs> it was so much going on internally and externally. It was, it was, it was, it was like, like, man, I don't want to do this no more, man. Like a Wells Waldo for poetry. Yeah. But like yeah. I didn't quit, I mean, during them times I didn't want to be a poet, I was still writing poems about all this, you know, so it's yeah. like, you know, go figure. What go about you, though? figure.
1: Yeah, man. yeah losing my passion is like it's 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 almost like man how can what's a good way to put it you know how you get dressed for something okay and yeah in the beginning stages you're anxious to go to it yeah but the closer you get to the date and then you start to look at other people's events Mm -hmm. or whatever you start to lose that spark for why you wanted to go to that event and why you wanted to wear this outfit mm. to that event. You're like, man, I'm just about to put on a t-shirt and mm. some jeans and just chill. Instead so like, man, I had this jersey. I was about to kill him, like the first day of school. almost. am about to kill him with this. You know?
0: And you had that conversation with the man say so he got three-page Jordans. Right, three Jordan this you, you got, got three-page
1: Jordans. Oh, my God, it's a new guys. what I'm saying? What hey. was wearing back in the day? FUBU or something like that? Huh? We had to... All
0: that—that's that, a Cleveland thing, brother. We won't win FUBU. Hey man, it was and a lot, man. Prince George's County. My <laughs>
1: bad, Prince George's County. You uh well-off people say no. Sure, nah, it's not, <laughs> nah, not everybody. Nah, it's the best of you. Nah, you're guys. right. You're right. I saw him. But a man
0: nah, some about Tariq. It, uh <laughs> the modern day buoy. <laughs> buoy. Hey, you. Yeah. <laughs> the modern day buoy All these kids that grew buoyed. up in two hundred
1: thousand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, that's funny, man. Oh man. That was good, but enough. Like losing my passion was like, was like my thorn in my side, man. And mm-hmm. It still kind of is because, even with now, it's so much going on. It's so much going on. So much that reading is awesome and fundamental. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. No, I thought I saw something too. No way. But it's it's a common trait. I feel as though, especially in a, in a microwave type of uh, society that we're in right fact, now, fact. because if it's not hot to the community, you gonna feel it. If you don't get as much likes, I don't care if you value likes or you don't value likes. You want your stuff to be heard, you want it to be seen, and if you feel as though like yo this, I feel like this is about to get me
0: like yeah. a cool hundred some likes, mm. and you get like twelve. I was thinking with that too, man. Shoot. Yeah, speak on not necessarily question, but more like more thought. Like, okay. So we know on Instagram and stuff like that, social media. Yeah. Is on there's only a few ways you know people saw your stuff if they like it or if they show you the views. Like if it's a video, views, likes too, but views. If it's yeah. a picture, likes, right? So those are only two ways that you know people. That you know people saw your stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's easy to get caught up in in that. It's very know, easy, especially in the back. Of your mind, you might know Hey man, people they ain't liking it. Maybe they scroll past, but you know, it's somebody actually sit and look. They'll have tendencies like and sit and look at you, or sit and watch the video. You know what I mean? So that that social media thing is tricky, man. I' sound like an old man right now, it's tricky, man. It's tricky, but <laughs> it's like tricky. that's why you have to understand. That's why, yeah, especially right now, especially like that's perfect. That's perfect. You say that you're why because right now with artists. And we're and we're and we're building on a foundation, and we're developing and expand and expanding and diversifying our portfolio and things like that, right? Right. Um, right now, we're kind of like I don't want to say it's a need, but it's kind of like a, a, a desire to have that that uh, reciprocated back to you in a way that you can take it. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the likes and views or the uh, the after the show, hey man, thank you or yeah. the book sale. You know what I mean? You're looking for those ways to show some kind of substantial growth. I guess you can say. But your why keeps you from losing yourself in the mindset that you need that in order to prove to you that you've grown. I agree. Right. Because I think growth can transcend likes and views. views. Growth can be the conversation you have with somebody. Okay. Growth can be, hey, this person bought a book. Growth can be, hey, this person liked it. It may not be a million likes, but... This person, you know what I mean? Like, I think I think uh Yeah, I think that 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 keeps you on that, that humble path that we're talking about humble path. Yeah. Humility will get you far. Definitely. Always
1: remembering like that somebody else doing the same thing you're doing. There's dozens of people, tons of people, to the left, to the right of you, front, back, wherever. But you can't be that crab in the barrel, man. Nah, nah. You can, if you have that mindset that you will not get far I feel you know like and losing your passion and getting it back getting it back is when you feel as though that you know what well, let me retrace what I'm saying getting your passion back is when you block out all of those determined or not determined or the, those those things that you see the social media things the, mm-hmm. The likes and the views and you block all of that out and you just focus on it your yeah. why you yeah. focus on just that organic feel of writing something mm-hmm. somebody's gonna hear it and somebody who's somebody in this world or who's deemed to somebody might dig it mm-hmm. and might want to take you and your art to the next
0: level for example like when you did the par standard uh, why I love black women challenge yeah um, I was just randomly on Instagram one day and I seen it. I said, "Oh snap!" I mean, I already seen. the I, like, I didn't I didn't hear the video yet. I saw the caption. I saw the suspenders. I saw the tie. And I saw the beard. Uh, and I man. saw it in the background. Said, I said, "Okay, okay, okay." All G right. G went into his Rico Suave bank. How was that work? How was that work? G went into his. Uh, it was just the bank and pull out <it laughs> <chest up back. laughs> oh, that yo. that whole set, you know. saying no, I'm playing, but when I saw, it I said, "Yo, this train parting fire, this is fire." Like I, I didn't see the video yet, but I saw all I saw was that one little glimpse. Mm-hmm. I said, "Train fire fire," and then I saw it Lee tagged the page, so I said, oh, let me listen to this real quick. I listened to it." Yeah. And man. the whole time I'm like, "Okay, okay, <laughs> this train is alright. This train is alright. Yeah, okay. Right. okay, okay." And then I went to the page and I saw the page was even more I said, Yo, this joint is a hit. I said, Oh, snap. This joint is a hit. I said, Damn Yeah, man. man. But I think like initially, initially, man, I think for real, for real, that's that's all you need, man. Those those moments can 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 propel you, man. Right. Can can spring you forward and confidence, you know I me, mean, or encouragement, whatever you may need. Like like when I saw that, I felt inspired. Man, I wasn't gonna do it. I said, nah, G got that. I'm <laughs> he got yeah, it, I mean. like, and I was kind of like, man, glad that he did that. You know, I'm, I'm glad you did that. You know, yeah, you know I mean? yeah, so yeah. I'm saying like, I, I can, I can definitely stand and cheer, but that inspired me because I'm like, man, yo, that's what's up, cause, cause that right there, yeah. And, and that was I definitely
1: inspired. Like yeah. Moment. I had, I had yeah. battle, been battling with doing it. Uh. Uh-huh. I knew I wanted to do. It. I knew I was going to do it, but I didn't know what to say. Okay. So you know, I just kind of meditated on it, like, dang, because you don't want to being a poet. It's hard sometimes when you do stuff like that because I I feel like it is because you people almost expect you to do some real profound, drastic, you know, super heavy, uh, heavy worded and Mm. like strong dictionary word using and the voices and all this, right? You know, captivity of uh, everything. Like, come on, man, come on, man well uh, my mom is in Hawaii right now oh so she's, Shout like, to...
0: she's living yeah. the best life she's in Hawaii <laughs> right now
1: nah but uh, I think I have uh, well no I know I have you and Randy and Cal and JL and, and uh, a lot of the people in my circle to thank for that mm. because you don't really get to that level without having that network of people Like you can't shut yourself out from those and they're not naysayers and this is one thing that I think I wanted to speak on as well the people in your circle and the people that you trust with their advice or their perspective aren't naysayers if they don't agree with your art they just may not agree with what you're saying right now or they might want to pick at what it is that you're trying to say you know like, you will ask me all the time, so like, what are you trying to say when you say this? Or what are mm-hmm. you trying to, you know, where are you trying to go with this? Mm-hmm. You need people like that. They're not attacking you. Right. They're trying to put a bold yeah. print on your purpose. They're trying to help you elevate you. And that, those are one of the things that I feel like people can get discouraged, especially when they're first starting out. Because they go, man, you don't get it, man. You don't understand my vision, what I'm trying to, what I'm saying, man. All right, man, I'm not going to ask you for nothing else. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Instead of doing that, how about ask? Why do you feel that way? What, what yeah. do you see? What do you hear when yeah. you
0: know I present this to you? Like, that's important. That's that's maturity right there. Yeah, that's humility right there too. Instead of taking it right way, you won't be defensive and you won't poke your chest out. You're going to be like, okay, well, you know, what do you mean when you when you ask that question? What exactly right. are you are? Are you trying to have me answer? And I think that opens the door. So, okay, well, this one trying to say real, real. Yeah, man. It keeps it going. Yeah, and. And it's just a matter
1: of, man, how did I get here? I got all these people, because you start alone, I feel. When you decide, when you sit there, you decide, man, I'm about, to be, I'm about to be a poet. No one, I feel like, pushed you to that, you know, just like when, when you're on a team versus when you're on an individual sport. Mm-hmm. It's your, you're in that bout, you're in that round, and you got to dig deep. This is what I'm going to do, this is what i want to do. Mm-hmm. Nobody's there to really be like, yeah, man, in the beginning. But then you see people in your corner. And you got the, you got the towel man, you got the cut yeah. man, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You got all of that, just, and you got your coach in your ear like, yeah, man, this, you gotta go here, you gotta go there. That's your mentors. Those are the people, you know, that you, that you follow behind. You got your cut man, your best friend, and your buddy, just be like, yeah, man, no, you good. You good, man, just, you know, try to look, like, protect this, go that way. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of, you know, using these type metaphors, elevate to something like this you know if, of course you are not gonna understand when you're in that training mode and when you're promoting right your art but once you get to that stage like my girlfriend right now is in Chicago competing for the national slam competition I mean I think she started writing maybe what a year ago mm-hmm. and look how her like her focusing on her why has taken her to that
0: you know she, I mean? she's even doing something different than we do she's doing slam she's, she's doing, doing slam, slam. So, so I applaud that. Like, we're spoken word artist. Yeah. She's doing, like,
1: slamming, doing slamming strong, spoken yeah. word. And then mm-hmm. I, like, I can't wait to get on the show because she's going to be one of those to really just make you think. Yeah, definitely. You know? She's, just, Like, slamming spoken word is two different things. And my mom's kind of struggled with this when, she, when people ask them or people ask her, what do we do?
0: Like, oh, he does poetry. What kind of poetry?
1: Uh, he just, he, he be on stage. Saying stuff. <laughs> you know, like, man. So what you what you
0: feeling like, man? Where, where's your where's your mind at right now? I'm I'm thinking about the uh just the whole giving back piece now. Mm. Because I know um we have spoke briefly on the Boston Homeless Festival. Yeah. And how that is that would just give back to the community and, you know some kind of way where it's like well i'm not worrying about the money i am not worrying about nothing like that you asked asking to come out for a good cause yeah i want to do that and that's how you keep your common touch i would say um because like, again i mean the guy asked he reached out to you about doing it he told me i said yeah definitely when, when i found out what it was about he said it's for the homeless i said okay cool that's a bad we can do that yeah man. um and then certain certain events like like art all night that's coming up uh next oh. month towards the end that's um, gonna be real. We'll be performing at Art All Night, by the way, at Congress Heights Arts and Culture Center. Yeah, yeah. Art All Night in D.C. Um, You'll get more information on that coming soon. Um, Yeah, sure. Stuff like that was more, it was more professional, more formal where we had, like I had to literally do an application, and I had to send, I sent clips from the podcast, I sent clips from my shows, and I sent uh like, I think a headshot or something like that, a picture of us, or whatever. Okay. um, Just to make sure that they knew who we were. And that's different than saying, hey, come out to this event, do this. You know, either way, I would love to do both. Um, but I know this one is more for a cause. Mm. And this one is kind of like for an event. You know what I'm trying to say? I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to separate because both were events. But I think just the, the message to okay. the cause. Like, that's why I say cause set of event for this one. Like the homeless festival. Made me think of like just giving back. And no matter how far you advance your career or how you get in your skill and talent, you still have to. Make sure you're doing that. Because that's what communities is built on. People that leave and come back. People that grow and help out from where they came from or the place that's in need. It's a verse that's stuck in my head. i been reading, I'm reading um, 2 Corinthians eight fourteen. 14. Uh, well, 2 Corinthians 8, really 1 to 14, really. But in 14, it speaks about um, your abundance you have in your present time should fulfill someone else's needs so that when they have abundance... Fulfill your needs mm. and it kind of keeps everything going. So it speaks about equality, it speaks about balance, equilibrium, it speaks about um, each one teach one that speaks towards helping out, it speaks towards giving back, community, all that, all wrapped up in one verse. And it's like, I don't know, man. The more I think about it, the more I can like go on tangents about different parts that stand out to me. But uh, just that community aspect when it comes to poetry again, in Baltimore. Now, the pause in Baltimore, from what I've seen, like I so said, I don't live in Baltimore, so I don't really know the nitty gritty. But from what I've seen as outside observer and one who went to a few shows out there, yeah, man, their connection amongst the artists too tight. is tight. It's tight. Too. It's tight. tight. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. I went out to a show recently, like a couple weeks ago, and it was for like uh, their slam team going to nationals too, but I really didn't. I was a fly on the wall, to be honest with because you. Yes, you. we saw like the people that we know, like reporting poet named Nace or Alex, we saw, you know, like uh, Tesla or Black Chakra, you know his this day's name is, and uh, Nia June, and a couple other uh, great poets from that area just supporting each other. They just came just to, you know, just to chill back and just mm-hmm. be there, you know? Mm-hmm it's like once you get that type of culture or that type of community within your art mm-hmm. where everybody's just like, it's no question they're going to be at the show.
0: Yeah. That, you, know, you know, you see this, you're going to see that. You're going to yeah, see that. You're going you to see that. See, yeah. Right,
1: right. So you know it's going to be a solid few that's going to be in attendance. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to know that you're going to be one of those solid few in attendance for their thing. You right. know, like we get asked to go out there all the time to, you know, speak on something, perform, or do... Mm-hmm. Step in on an open mic, not even to perform, just to,
0: just to go. You know how sometimes I be like, I just feel excited knowing that I know people like you, O, and Lucky. Uh, I'd be hyped. Sometimes. You know what I mean? Cause I'm like, you know, thinking about like the conversation we had the other day, um, the four of us. i like, man, you know, stuff we plan on doing, and whatnot. I'm yeah, like, yeah. man, just just a couple of years ago, I, I didn't really know. Oh, I didn't really know Lucky. I mean, I, you know, of course, I know you could be frat brothers, yeah, but yeah. everything. I'm like, well, I ain't really no lucky. And, and then we weren't even doing the nuance thing. So it's kind of like a couple years ago. Us. You know me I mean? just bros. But now I was like, man, I'm, I'm so glad that things are being, decisions are being made and choices are being made and things are happening to where we have a genuine connection with each other. And like I said, when I see Baltimore, it makes me think of that home team that we have. And it's like, man, I, I, I want to grow and develop that because Man, that, that community aspect, that community can grow and grow and grow as much right. as you put and water it and feed it and, yeah. you, know, let it, you know, let it grow, man. And yeah. I like I like that. And we like, all, like, I mean, I feel like we're all
1: trees just being planted by rivers, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, in any season, everybody blooms in a different way. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody's the same, you know, you got O doing his thing, like, you we can go we can have a whole show speaking about mm-hmm. what O is doing and then Lucky is starting to come out of her shell mm-hmm. and just be this amazing person and then we got, you know, you. I got I got I, got. I was about to say, but hey, I was you waiting. Mean, you know I let me let hey,
0: me, listen, me hey, listen, you know, go ahead man. Go ahead and do this girl like kicks. So check this out, right? Know. Solomon a short story by J. R. D is my second book. My first book was entitled Sophia Which was a collection of poems. You see see the difference between the paper and and, and the the, hardback. The paper and the hardback. You said different than that.
1: Somebody said screaming, I got my book. Is that Mama Flair? That's Mama Flair that said Mama Flair got her book. Mama Flair got her book. Don't talk am
0: talking So Mama Flair got her book. What you think you to do, huh? Get you one of these books right here. Get get you one of these books right here. If you follow me on instagram at jryd j-r-a-h-d-i the link is in my bio to get your book as a well. story by JRD. my second book i'm very proud it's right here stay tuned for the book signing release all that good stuff um also keep your ears and eyes open for a future promo i got a lot of things in store hey. and I'm, I'm sure that you guys like what's going on but the book is out man It's definitely out i put a lot of time into this and um a lot of people just sitting and thinking like a Going back to what we talked about earlier, feeling yeah. undervalued, right, right? feeling undervalued. undervalued. Now, I wouldn't say undervalued, but I kind of felt unsure releasing this, only because kind of like, man, is it going to sell? It's people going buy Because you can know it, man. You say, hey, I got Yeezys for sale. Mm. Your DM's popping. Boom. Man I mean, what, size you got? what size you got how much that costs, where can I meet you Yeah. but soon you say hey man I got a book or I got a show or I got this I got that books and you you know you you, you, don't, you, don't get the same the same amount of you know responses or whatever or the, the same frequency and intensity that you get for the heat so I'm saying this right here man we want to support our own man, that's what it's about man. it starts right here it starts with each one teach one just just grab a book talk to about somebody else and you know they'll, they'll, they'll do the same thing but as long as you keep doing stuff like this man like I said for me and I don't want to take you all the bills you were on no you good. i want to try to get back to that you're Good, but, you're groovy but to me right like so, so like I said again we have this right here. just this and how it's different and it's 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 the print Talk to him. everything different and you have this right here mm. is a hardback book is a short story It's not poems Everything different, is different. It's different. He different. It's different. You know what I mean? It's growth he and development. Different. Is it the shoes, man? I don't know, man. I think is, it it's, the sh- is it the cover? I think it's it it because I have a haircut since oh. June. <laughs> oh. <Jeez. laughs> but the the difference between the, the quality of the product, yes, yeah. man. I don't know, I, man. I don't know, man. I'm proud of myself for this, man. Hey, man, I'm proud, I'm proud of, you of myself too. because because it took a lot of time to get this done. Man, listen. And to try to find out how I want to do it, the aesthetic, what's right. going to pop, and yeah. you know. Yeah. But what is here now, so again, I'm saying yeah. for the yeah. third time, So uh, Solomon, I'm sorry, Solomon Shorts Sol- of D.R.I.D. is available now at blurb.com. Link is in my bio on Instagram. I put no posts on Facebook and on the portal life and on Nuance page. Yeah, get the book. Yeah, get the book, man. Get the book, man. How we looking? Get the book, man. Get the book man. get the book, book man. Get it's book, just, man
1: man what Yeah. Your brother got his second book out yeah, yeah we, good, we so good, we good, published author come on man
0: That be excited about, about what's going on you know on, what I'm man. saying 20 something I'm excited you know I'm excited poet extraordinaire and just imagine just imagine right if 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 you if, if, if we were to let those feelings of un- being undervalued oh, consume us if we stopped if we would have stopped and, and our why it became or whatever. Or oh, what if or... Or what if and sh- a dream deferred, right? Man. Drive like a raisin in the sun, man. With a, 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 a crust and sugar over like... A crust like a sugary sweet or something like that. What did he say? dream deferred? I have to look at it. Yeah, that word
1: for back. word for back. work. Dang, I feel so Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. We both back.
0: But no, man. For the Poor Life Podcast, man. Poor Life Podcast, we in here. So, again, if you like like, what you hear, listen, subscribe, and enjoy, pass the word. I'm JYD. And I'm G. Share it, man. Yeah, share in this game. Have a good evening, y'all. Peace.